Welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Today, we're going to talk about tears and having a good cry. Growing up, I wasn't the biggest fan of crying. I'm sure that's not unique to just me. Uh, I would always feel like crying in inconveniently public places. So I tell myself that I would save my tears until I could let it out in private. But by the time I would get home or to a private room or to my car, the tears were gone and I could not call them back. And so I was just kind of emotionally stunted. Sometimes I'd have a nice cry in a movie, though. I do find, however, that I don't cry in all the normal movies that people cry in. For example, um, I saw Toy Story 3, which at that time was famous for making many people cry at the end as toys were in danger, uh, and I went through it completely dry-eyed. I did not shed a single tear. However, as I watched Legend of Tarzan, the one with Margot Robbie, Alexander Skarsgård, and Samuel L. Jackson, I cried. And I was on a date and uh, nobody cries in Tarzan. So I was sitting there in the dark trying to like hide my tears from the person I was on a date with. Yep. That that actually kind of sums up my dating life though. (laughs) Research has actually found that statistically women cry about 60% more than men. Although the reason for this is unclear. Some have suggested a few reasons, including that men actually have smaller tear ducts than women. In the United States, research has shown that women cry on average about three and a half times a month, while men cry an average of 1.9 times a month. Not sure why, though. Now, hopefully we're moving away from the big boys or big girls don't cry narrative, because as it turns out, crying is actually really, really good for you. So let's get ready to let it all out and learn about why we can be grateful for our tears and a good cry. Every now and then you just need a cry. So today we're going to talk about why it's good to just let it out. Now, before we get into the benefits, let's take a look at what tears are and how the whole crying thing works. So what are tears made of? Tears are actually a bit similar to saliva or your spit in their composition, which we've talked about before. You can go check out that episode on spit. Very fun. Tears are made up of water, fatty oils, and over 1,500 different proteins, as well as salt. That's why they taste salty. There is salt in there. Your tears also include electrolytes like potassium, sodium, and more. There are three parts to your tears. There is the mucus layer. This layer keeps the tear attached to your eye. There is the aqueous layer, which keeps your eye hydrated, protects the cornea, and keeps bacteria at bay. And there is the oily layer. This helps the tear keep its form and keeps it from evaporating, which allows you to keep your vision clear even through a tear-filled eye. Tears are meant to drain down your nose and your throat, which results in a runny nose when crying. The tears that drain down the tear duct connect to the nose and throat, which is when the tears mix with the mucus, and that's what causes you to experience a runny nose because of that mixture. According to the American Academy of Ophthalmology, the body produces between 15 and 30 gallons of tears every year. Tears are produced from the lacrimal gland above your eye in the upper eyelid. As you blink, the tears spread to lubricate the eye and then drain down through the corner of your upper and lower lids where they travel down your tear duct to your nose. There are also a few different types of tears. 
three to be exact. There are basal tears, which are always in your eye. They keep your eyes lubricated and protect your eyes from bacteria and other debris. There are reflex tears. These form when you encounter irritants like smoke or other irritants. Think of how you might cry when you cut onions. Speaking of onions, here's a fun fact. What actually makes you cry when you cut onions is the release of sulfuric gas mixed with onion enzymes. This sulfuric gas comes from when the onion mixes with sulfur in the ground, which actually creates amino sulfides, which protect the onion from anything wanting to eat it. There are other irritants that can cause your eyes to water. These include things like dust, vomit, too much screen time, bright lights or strong odors, and more. Thirdly, there are emotional tears. You're probably familiar with these ones. These particular tears are still being researched as for the purpose behind them, but so far there are a few societal, psychological, and biological factors that influence this type of tear. One example of a proposed purpose of this tear that some researchers believe is that producing these emotional tears is a signal that you need help, that you are in extreme distress, pain, sadness, or an extreme emotion. These tears also wash toxins and other stress hormones out. Some evidence also shows that this particular type of tear includes a few proteins and hormones that aren't found in the other tears. These extra ingredients produce a sort of relaxing effect or offer some pain relief and allow the body to self-regulate. The benefits of having a good cry include the following. A good cry detoxifies the body. It helps you to self-soothe by activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps you rest and digest. Having a good long cry can also dull the pain by releasing oxytocin and endorphins. If you're having a proper good cry, sobbing even, this sobbing can lift your mood because as you sob, you take in quick breaths of cool air, which can help cool your brain. And apparently our bodies like a cooler brain than a hotter brain. So this can also help lift your mood. We mentioned this one already, but crying can act as a signal to others that you need help. And by letting others see your signal, others can rally to your aid. It helps create and strengthen those bonds of support. Crying is also an important part of the grieving process. Researchers from Yale University also believe that crying, whether it be happy or sad tears, helps to restore balance in your system, getting you back to an emotional equilibrium. Sometimes you need to let it out to get back to that equilibrium. Letting out the tears can help your body process or regulate a strong emotion and get back to balance. Crying has always been important, from day one for all of us, actually. Aside from it being a way that we communicated and attached or formed social support networks as babies, the first time a baby cries helps the baby breathe. This first cry literally helps the lungs adapt to the new world outside of its mother's womb. In the first few months, however, babies cry without actually producing tears because the lacrimal glands haven't fully formed. Crying can also lower your blood pressure. It reduces manganese, which is a mineral that affects your mood. High levels of manganese are associated with aggression, irritability, and anxiety. According to an article written by Marlo Solito called Go Ahead and Have a Good Cry, Five Reasons Why Crying is Good for You. Crying can also keep your eyes clean and kill bacteria. There are many more benefits to crying as well. And mankind has actually known that a good cry is beneficial for hundreds of years. In fact, the great thinkers of ancient Rome and Greece believed that a good cry was purging and purifying. 
Crying is a release of difficult emotions. When we repress those emotions, which is called repressive coping, it can have bad consequences for our health, including hypertension, cardiovascular disease, a less resilient immune system, as well as harm to our mental health, like anxiety, depression, and stress. To quote from an article from the Harvard Health blog called Is Crying Good For You? by Leo Newhouse, quote, crying also increases attachment behavior, encouraging closeness, empathy, and support from friends and family, close quote. Part of embracing better mental health then includes embracing our emotions and embracing the uncomfortable ones, sitting with them, and when we need to, having a good cry and releasing those emotions in a healthy and safe manner. So for all the times I've been able to actually cry because I happened to be in a private space when I needed to cry, and for all the times that I gave myself permission to leave a public space, to go have some privacy, to have a good cry, I'm grateful. So even though it might be uncomfortable, crying and our tears do so much for us to help keep us healthy, mentally and emotionally and physically even, to keep us safe, to protect us from germs to keep our eyes moist so that, I don't know, they can do their job. So I'm grateful for tears and everything that they do for me, the big things, the little things, the things I don't even notice. That's it for this week. I hope you have a marvelous day. If you need to, have a good cry. It'll do you good. And reach out to people who love you and who can give you a helping hand. Or a hug. Or a teddy bear. Or chocolate. Or an orange. Or like a green smoothie. I don't know, man. There are lots of ways <laughs> to take care of yourself. So take care of yourself. I hope you have a wonderful, marvelous day. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.